Hello and welcome to Adventures in a Tuk Tuk podcast, sponsored begrudgingly by Waterside underscore calligraphy. In today's show, I talk to Tom Butterworth about his love of his Tuk Tuk in Meet the Owners, and in the final part of the show, I interview a true superhero, Captain Beanie. He owns and runs the Baked Bean Museum of Excellence in Port Talbot. But first, on my way down to Wales, I stopped at Coley Peak, which is just outside Stroud for the night. This is a picnic spot and viewpoint with fantastic views across the Severn Vale towards the Forest of Dean. It all belongs to the National Trust and with 12 acres of reclaimed farmland, there's room for everyone to enjoy. While I was there, I met David and Jill Jones, who were stopped for the night in their Kentucky camper van. We all sat outside enjoying the warm summer evening sunset in conversation with a glass of wine. But I was thinking about this today, you know, we're going through the Cotswolds and we were saying just how beautiful it was, wasn't it? Mm. The houses yeah. and, you know, yeah. the, 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 the grounds in the houses and, and that all comes from the Victorian era really and just yeah. before because it's only, it's only um, economics that have made, for example, Port Talbot different yeah. to the Cotswolds. Yeah. From the point of view that it's the industry that determines how your land is going to end yes. up eventually, and, I was, and we were talking to a guy down in somewhere I can't remember what it was down by Fourth, uh, what was it? Where? Fairford. Fairford. Yeah. Uh, and a really nice young uh, older fella, and he was saying that because um, I said to him, I said, "Why is all the houses around here so nice? Even the smaller ones, they look really, yeah, you know." And he said, area, "It's it? a very wealthy." Area. I yeah, said, "What, what was the wealth based on around here then?" And he said it was wool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the whole of the Cotswolds is just wool, yeah. and um, so therefore you you don't have steel and coal industry yeah. there. And I think if the Cotswolds had had coal in the Victorian era or prior to the Victorian yeah. era, then probably the Cotswolds would have looked a bit like they're on the valley. Yeah. The yeah. landscape would be completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've well, certainly I have, and Jill, we've been living in our house now for. 30 something years mm. and um, the changes isn't it, that we've seen down there oh, and yes, I can remember as a kid um, the river that we actually are fortunate to live literally on at the moment um, was black and dead there was nothing lived in it it was because it was of the coal <coughs> and over the years over the last sort of 50 years I suppose uh, I've gone away and I've come back there and um, it's just totally different and you can see Mother Nature yep. is literally right. just killing it. It's just yeah. it, the whole of, you know, the old slag tips are gone, and yeah. you know the trees have grown there, and the river's yeah. full of life, love, isn't it? Yeah. Crystal clear, it's and it's yeah. just completely yeah. different. So, again, if if they hadn't had coal in, in our valley, in the Sarawi Valley, then it, it probably would have looked like this. Mm. You know. I think the pause that's happened in the world has, has been a good thing. Oh, I agree. Yes. You, know, you get the dolphins back into Venice. Yes. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get, I know someone who lives in uh, Los Angeles, and from their apartment, they've never seen the uh, Hollywood sign. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And they saw because it, of the smog. Smog. But they saw well, yeah. it for the first time. Wow. During the lockdown. Yeah. Because no cars on the road. Well, they reckon the pollution in this it, worldwide has changed, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah Delhi, I think yeah. it is. They now yeah. Yeah. can see thing. the Himalayas. Oh, yeah, they couldn't yeah. see them before because of the smog. Yeah, I know. It's and that's just all incredible. good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah of course it is. But well, they reckon the, they, they reckon pollution now in the world oh, is yeah. as it was in 1945. That's good, now. Mm. 
really, not, really good. You know, it's, compared to what it has been over the last, mm. you know, 50, 60 years. You know, I really enjoyed lockdown. You know, you know, there's there's, there's been no McDonald's wrappers on the no. floor. There's been oh. no KFC. Oh, 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 don't go down there. We just been talking about it. And now it's just starting to yeah, get back but, to uh, yeah. how it was, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, we lived in a small village down in the base of the valley, as I say, right on the river. And it's a bit of a, a cut through from the main road to another main road. And people who buy their McDonald's and their KFCs in, in Blackwood, where we live, by the time they've eaten them, they're in our lane. So, of course, everything comes out in the lane. You can walk up there one day, and we've done it, where you clean it all up. And the next day you go back and, and we noticed because of this yeah. lockdown, it just wasn't there. No. And now suddenly... It's back again, isn't it? I watched a fantastic advert the other day for some. Oh, some guy was had advertised a job for a receptionist or something in America, and then he was interviewing this millennial uh, for the job. And apart from the fact she's constantly on her phone while he's talking to her, and um, his his sort of parting words were, "Well, um, if you get the job, then you know be here for eight o'clock in the morning," and, and it was like. But that's the only thing that stopped her. She said, eight o'clock. <laughs> you know, and, and it was like, you know, I, I, I start texting at 10 to my friend, blah, blah, blah. Then I do all my Instagrams by 11. So the soonest I can get you is 12. <laughs> and he said, I don't think you and I are going to be a match. Oh, <laughs> my God. But, but that's millennials. They just, it's just another world. You yeah. know, it's just. You, you, they're changing, aren't they? I think, oh. I think, I think we're generalising a bit there. Yes, we are. Yeah, you're right, we yeah. are generalising. But, but it, it is worrying, I think, just the sheer numbers of mm. yeah, yeah, people who are yeah. just so... I mean, you, we've all done it. You've all gone into a mm. pub or a cafe and you could probably say 80, 90% of the people there have got their heads in their phones. Mm. Yeah, now, to me, a pub was always where you'd go meet people and have a chat. This show is sponsored by Waterside Calligraphy. Beautiful writing brought to life on the page. Oh, not David Tennant, was it? Yes. And oh, the I Welsh guy from Port Albert. You might see him tomorrow. Michael Sheen. Michael yes. Sheen. I thought that was absolutely. <gasps> Why great. don't you get Michael Sheen to come out and talk to you? Oh, he loves doing he stuff like that. Port Albert. Port Albert. Does he? Yeah. I've got his number. I mean, he might he be in Hollywood at the, the moment. Um, did you know the Banksy that was um, done down there on that little garage? No, I didn't hear about that. Did no. you? That was Banksy oh, did a two years piece ago? of art. Yeah. There was just an old ragged old garden garage. And one night he went there and he painted this image on there. And, um, and it was a genuine Banksy. Right. You know, and uh, he got... Didn't he find that? Everybody was flooding in to see it and then they had to erect this barrier around it because it was getting so bad there. And then some guy got it removed, didn't he, and put in like this little kind of museum-type place. Yeah. So that people could see it in the window because otherwise it was just going to get wrecked or somebody okay. was going to damage so they, they, it. So they preserved it, basically. Yeah, but yeah. Michael Sheen did a lot of publicity over it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. see if you can get to talk to him. I'm not sure I'm that lucky, but... No, I'm, seven, I'm coming up to 70 now. You're not bad for 70? Oh, no, it does make you play good. Oh, yeah, it kept working since last November. Hey, this is having a younger wife. Yeah. 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 You must be 32, are you? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs>
<laughs> bit older, otherwise it would be cradle snatching, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true, yeah. He'd been caught up for that before the movie. No, so yeah, it's, you know, I just, I think there's, there's I, I, I honestly believe, or I feel, that, I thought I was under there. <laughs> I honestly believe that these days, kids in particular, are getting to a point where they can't think for themselves. They they have to have some kind of light or sound or something to tell them when to move. Um, but so, and there's going to come a time, long past our generations, I would think, where things will happen like you perhaps would predict, and they'd go, oh my God, what am I going to do? Whereas our generation would say, right, let's sort this out, do, 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 yeah, yeah. and you'd know how to sort it out. Yeah. And I found that with with the work I did I'd go into some jobs and I'd, I'd survey it and blah 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 engineers would go in there and they'd make a right tit of it really terrible and you'd go in and say well, well why did you do that oh well um, we didn't know how to do it and I'm thinking well hang on think th- just well, think on the paperwork I had to do it this way so that's what I did yeah and, and, and you think, think well think for yourself Sam yeah yeah you know but they can't no. and I, a prime example and Jill's yeah. probably this a hundred times no. I was in Kingston upon Thames Doing a survey, going to do a survey, and I came to a main road, a set of traffic lights, uh, and a crossing, and I, there was I don't know 15, 20 people on there, waiting to cross, and um, so I sort of you know looked, and you could see for 500 yards down there, and you could see for 500 yards down there, nothing, no traffic, nothing, so I walked across, and I looked back, and there people still standing there. You're thinking, well, why are you waiting for a light to tell it across? You've just got to look for yourself. And that's how, that's how sadly, I was going. Yeah. You know, they just can't make a decision for themselves. Or a lot, not sorry, everybody, but a lot of youngsters these days, and I think it's getting worse. No, they just can't think for themselves. They've been brainwashed by these gadgets all the time. Well, I think that's a big yeah. problem where yeah. people are walking along with their phones yeah. and they're getting run over. Yeah. And you oh, think, are you really that stupid? But we are in God's great land here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> you say that. Yes. I'm staying out of it. I'm just going to take a look. Look, look where they come. Look where they came. You say that. Oh, no, you've obviously. No, I'll put my hand up. i put my hand up and I'll say there are some extremely beautiful places in England. There are. Yeah. And and to be honest, I've, I've, most of the, when I was working, most of my mates were flying from Bristol, Bath, Western Supermare, and all down that area. So and they were great friends, you know. So uh, and I've got a very good friend in 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 Leicester, Wayne. Um, so well, most of my well. most of my friends actually are English because yeah. of the through well, work. I, it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we are the better race. Yeah, well, you, you're, you're the, oh, he's cool. He's having a go, you mate. <laughs> better. Well, well, every, everything came from English, didn't they? You, know, you are just a, you, you. You were spawned off us. Oh, <laughs> oh, of yeah, we were. Yeah, well, we to be were. honest. No, you're absolutely right. I said we to Jill the other day, we never we ever. Yeah. We came in there and we just did our thing. Well, yeah, you did. Bastards. <laughs> pesky Welsh language and all that kind of yeah. rubbish. My mother can remember going back when, uh, and Jill will tell you, if you ever went to St Fagans in yeah, just outside Cardiff, which is like a Welsh folk um, museum, but it's in a massive ground, it's beautiful. And they, what they do, they take Cadw, who are the equivalent to English heritage, they go around all over Wales and they 
uh, if there are buildings there that are falling down or needs to, they, they literally have a, a group of people go in there and they'll take it down stone by stone, yeah. mark every single stone, and then they rebuild it then exactly the same as yeah. it was. Yeah. And um, it, it is, it is fabulous. But there's a school there, which I don't know where it was from, but it, it's, it's, it, it's, because um, it actually, didn't you say it frightened Laura? Oh yes, yeah, because they used to have a thing called the Welsh Knot. So you weren't allowed to speak Welsh, and if you did, while you were in class, they put this, it's like a block of wood. This is in Wales? In yeah. Wales, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, because English, so English, they demanded Welsh people spoke English, English. basically. Mm. Um, so even if you were Welsh-speaking, my mother was Welsh-speaking, and English was her second language, because of where she was from in Carmarthen. So, but she was almost, you could say, forced to speak English. This show is sponsored by Waterside Calligraphy. Beautiful writing brought to life on the page. Now for another episode in Meet the Owners. And today I'm with Tom Butterworth. Hello, Tom. Hi, James. It's good to meet you finally. And you, thank you for coming all this way. Not, I know you haven't come here just to see me, but it's great that you've dropped in on the, on the route. Do you know, I thought it would be rude not to. <laughs> yeah. I really did. <laughs> and, and the opposite, very friendly to do it. But the thing for me is, as, as I'm sure you see as well, say as well, it's about fun. People say to me sometimes, what's the fastest it will go? And I go, well, I sort of don't really want to answer you because I'm not interested in that. No. I'll tell you, you know, but you know, it's supposed to do about 40 miles an hour, but in fact, I very rarely do that. I like to literally tootle around. It's about relaxation yeah. for me. So there's no way I want to be sort of going really fast. So if I'm going to somewhere like Barmouth, I will just set off and whatever happens, happens along the way. If I want to stop and have a drink or something, or whatever I will, yeah. if I stop somewhere and somebody wants to chat, we'll have a chat for 20 minutes. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter if it takes me three hours to get there. No, that's right. You know what I mean? It's just about the, the, the journey rather than... Absolutely. did your uh, Tommy the Tuk Tuk graphic? Down in Corwin we've got two guys who run a, a DIY store, quite amazing really for the size of the town. Yeah. There's nothing that they don't sell yeah. and they're all the good prices and they also do gra graphics and um, they do banners and things. Yeah. And um, So, so they're they're vinyl they're, that's been cut out? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a, it's a, a computer that does it yeah. in that font and it's been on now for three years and didn't show a sign of peeling. And what font is it, do you know? Don't know exactly, no. no. It's really I chose the font, but I didn't. I didn't really record what it was. It, it, it really stands out. Doesn't it does, it? yeah, and distinctive. Yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased. Speaking it on the other side, I've got written, "Nothing's going to change my world." And for yeah. those who don't know, that's a line from um, a John Lennon song, a Beatles officially song. Yes. My favourite song of all time, and a song I played at my wedding across the universe. And yes, I, just, I just love that line where John Lennon sings, nothing's going to change my world. It was a determination, I believe, to be himself. Yeah, I'm trying to think, why. Is that from, uh, what album is that from? Uh, across the Universe. Um, it's right you've got me, oh, Let It Be, isn't it? It's Let It Be. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Classic album. Classic, oh, they're all classic to me. And of course, there were two versions of it that I know of. Uh, and one of them starts off, it was done for UNICEF, I think. Uh, it was a special version where they, they added bits, and it starts off with the sounds of... Um, uh, hundreds of doves being released into the air with the flapping of the wings okay. before the song then then breaks into the, the, the opening and the bars and it finishes with doves, really nice.
I'm not the world's uh, biggest or best fiddler with mechanical things, but I do like to sort of mess about a little bit. And if you've got a tuk-tuk, I think what that does is it gives you a kind of a... Well, you've almost got to mess with them you have. to some extent. Oh, absolutely. So you I, have to I, pimp them up. I made this after a long time of, of trying to come up with something. Yeah. So the radio's there, which is a okay. Bluetooth stereo and works with the phone and all that whenever you can get yep. it quiet enough uh, and, you know, play your phone through it. But it, obviously it's exposed to the weather and stuff. Yes. And it was starting to suffer a little bit, even though I don't go in the rain very much. Yep. And there's always a danger of getting water inside it. So I made this out of a bit of old plastic trunk and I got from an electrician friend of mine. And I just put Velcro on the side. Perfect. And it's absolutely, it is perfect. It yeah. actually is perfect. And um, I've got uh, a couple of horns for the kids. <laughs> Different kind of horns. Good. Uh, and if you want to go around the other side, maybe, maybe I'm just to show you. Uh, this is an old sat nav, that Tom Tom that I have in the car. That works. Okay, good. And, and works well. And then this is a, an action camera. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a remote control, which is designed to be worn like a wristwatch. Yes. But I put it there. So the idea is that if when I'm going, say, into places like Barmouth or Conway, yep. I can do little videos of just of the drive down, you know, maybe showing the castle. And, and you only have to press that one button I, to I get it I only have to press going. one button and it works and press it again to stop it, yeah. That's very good. So, That's and then, then the, date, the video transfers via Wi-Fi to the tablet. Well, your tuk tuk's fantastic, Tommy. Um, and long may you drive and the same, same goes for me from, from my own point of view. This, this little fella's going to be with me for a long time. I'm going to look after, I've looked after him now very well. Yep. With, with the help of Tuk Tuk UK, I have to say, that we're, as we all know, absolutely brilliant. Yep. Yep. Totally dedicated and extremely helpful. So yeah, he'll be looked after and he'll be giving me pleasure for many years to come. And others, as we were saying earlier, yep. there's hardly a person who, who, who sees this, who, who doesn't smile. Everybody smiles, everybody wants to talk and everybody wants to spin at some point. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, James. Great to see you. Hi there, this is Captain Beatty at the Haynes Kitchen in downtown Port Talbot. This show is sponsored by Waterside Calligraphy. Beautiful writing brought to life on the page. Adventures in a Tuk Tuk has come to Port Talbot to visit Captain Beanie and his Baked Bean Museum of Excellence. Is that right? Incorrect it is, James, yes. Oh, marvellous. And thank you for uh, uh, allowing me to visit. Well, it's been a pleasure so far. <laughs> so, you live here as well and this is the museum? It is. It's um, my homestead, uh, as you well know, in yeah. uh, Port Talbot. Yeah. Um, I lived on this um, council estate uh, named Sapley's Estate for basically majority of my life. Okay. And this specific place where we uh, actually conduct the interview, I've li been living here for the best part of 35 years. Okay, it's quite a while. Yes. Myself, my mother, we were living here too conveniently by the council at the time, but now it's been taken over by a housing association. Okay. And they give me grant privilege to incorporate my Big B Museum yep. uh, in this home of mine, um, yep. in the living room, uh, which obviously is tastefully the revamped called the Heinz Kitchen, the Branson Bathroom, and where we're speaking now is my reception area for oh. the Big B Museum. And it's, it's, it's very baked bean coloured, isn't it? It is. Orange is a new black. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's amazing, you know. 
I, I truly think this is one of the best quirky museums I've ever been to. Quirky museums, yes. I've had a little look around already. How long has it taken to, for you to accumulate all, all this baked bean memorabilia? <laughs> uh, let me say that again. <laughs> memorabilia. I well, still can't say it. I, I, <laughs> well, it's been a labour of love, as you can imagine it, because since I laid that bath of baked beans in 1986 for yep. a world record 100 hours, of course. That's a long time in a bath of baked beans. It is, and something must have transpired myself in that to, uh, from that bath of baked beans to conceive the concept of living a life of a half-baked um, eccentric, of course. And um, bizarrely, as you well know, I changed my name by deed, Paul. Yeah. Uh, in May 1991, from that of Barry Howard Kirk to Captain Beanie, as we speak. So that's on your passport? That is on my passport at the time. Um, it's expired by now. Yeah. And um, But namely, everything is transpired from uh, my uh, utility bills, my credit cards, like I said, my passport, everything relevant to Captain Beanie. A true superhero. Yeah. I mean, when I think of it, because I was always interested in superheroes when I was young, you know, we, we were all so transfixed yep. of watching Batman and Robin. Yeah. And um, in a funny thing, psychologically, you think, oh, I wish I could be a superhero, but I haven't got the powers and everything. But when I created Captain Beanie, I thought, you know, he could be the world's only half-big superhero from planet Venus. Yes. He's on a mission, James, to help human beings for the benefit of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're doing exceptionally well. Yes. One yes. of the things or the consequences of uh, living a lifestyle of a superhero, I mean, uh, it gives me great pleasure to entertain the children mm. respects of being a role model in the local schools. They allow me to go to their fates and functions. And I also incorporate um, not only my charity work, but also to save the planet, healthy eating, and uh, namely keep fit. It's, it's win-win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There, there are no downsides to this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, I never thought after uh, laying in a bath of baked beans that um, I would be living a lifestyle now. And, um, well, it must be fate, or should I say fat. <laughs> How many uh, visitors do you normally get a week or a month? Oh, uh, basically what happened, it was opened in January 2009 by a great TV writer, radio presenter and television uh, presenter, Danny Wallace, okay. um, if you know of her name. Yeah. He um, wrote a book called Yes Man, yeah. made into a film called Yes Man, conveniently by Jim Carrey, the actor who starred in it. Yeah. And um, he had a film crew. He came down all over the UK and I thought, you know, I want to go and interview some quirky museums. Yeah. Namely, he opened it in January 2009, and there's only one of seven in the UK that's actually got the blue plaque to recognise the excellence okay, of the big you, you are in a, uh, uh, a select few. Yes, we are. Yeah. And even to this day, Danny is very proud to know that he is the patron of the Big B Museum of Excellence. And he is, I bet he's really proud. Oh, uh, I think he is. Sounds like he is. Yeah, he's a great human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is the reception room, painted baked bean colour. Yeah. Full of pictures and memorabilia from your charity work, it looks like. Yes, this is a great thing about the, the element of laying about the baked beans. As you can see, I've got a display cabinet full of all the things I've done in the past. Um, I go as far as to say that 
I entered a competition in 2009 um, by the Eccentric Club, where conveniently I won first award for the greatest British eccentric in the UK. And um, the other relevance as well, I got um, recognition from the local radio stations from my prowess for my community and charity fundraising, even to this day. Yeah. And um, yeah, all credit to me. I've, uh, as you can see, I've got a vast array of medals. Yes. Because I love keeping myself fit and motivated, and I do a lot of marathon runnings. Okay. How, many, how many have you done? Um, I've done conveniently so far about eight London marathons. Yeah. And um, Were you due to take place? take part this year as I well? I was going to, yes indeed, yeah. um, it's cancelled now till the following October 2021. They're going to do uh, just a professional race in October or something, aren't they? Yes, yeah. but namely all those already entered can go for a virtual London Marathon because right. of the relevance of the 40th anniversary. Yeah, okay. So I ended for the virtual one, whereas you could um, run and participate 26 miles during the course of the day. Okay. So I'm going to do that for charity as well. But um, yeah, and um, I got some world records. Okay, tell me. Um, apart from a world record bar for baked beans, I must be the only person who went around Cardiff Half Marathon in 2013, yeah. pushing an orange vacuum cleaner. And uh, if you notice, um, some of the, the baked bean uh, labels attached to the the vacuum cleaner uh, why, why particularly a vacuum cleaner well what it is i belong to a charity organization called um, keep wheels tidy and it was a local skip event and this woman was going to take this orange vacuum cleaner and put it in the skip i said i want it she said it doesn't work i don't care and i pushed it around uh, the flat thinking i wonder how long or how distance i could actually push this vacuum cleaner so <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I entered for the race. I pushed it, and the bizarre thing is, I didn't come last. It took me four hours <laughs> to get around the course, and a vacuum cleaner is here to this very day. That's good. Shall we? Uh, let's go to the kitchen, shall let's we? Let's go to the Heinz kitchen, indeed, James. Adventures in a Tutu is sponsored by Waterside Calligraphy, bringing beautiful writing to life on a page. So, feast your eyes on, on uh, the, the only Heinz kitchen in the UK, conveniently and tastefully done, very, as you well know. Very tasteful. Because um, the Housing Association painted the ceiling and the walls orange, two-tone. Yeah. Yep. I had um, a blank uh, sheet, so to say, so I put all the relevance of Heinz with regards to the Heinz decals on the individual white units. Yes. Um, believe it or not, I've got some Heinz tiles as well. Yes. But they're not genuine Heinz tiles. I had to have um, <clears throat> the convenience of eating all these vast tins of Heinz baked beans to cut out the labels. You so see? that's what that's what they all are, just the labels. Labels. Mm. Some of it's genuine, some of it's not. I mean, behind you, we've got the Heinz washing machine, of course. Yeah. And we've got the Heinz grill. Yes. The Heinz oven. Yes. The Heinz microwave. Of course, can't do without can't that. Can't do without that. And the convenience is I got my own Heinz saucepan to cook my Heinz baked beans. I got my Heinz mouse. My this is a thing is I love about Heinz. You can endorse their logo yes. of the label on anything. And as you can see, we've got a pair of um, air cups. Yeah. And we've got the toast rack as well. 
And if anybody does like to have a, a drink on the captain, as you turn around, we've got the Heinz tea caddy, the Heinz coffee caddy, and the Heinz sugar caddy. And do Heinz give you lots of stuff? Are they, are they nice to you? They're very nice. In fact, they've also donated um, a tin of baked beans with Captain Beanie name on it. Yes. As you can see, Beanie. And uh, Christmas time, they uh, wish me happy, or should I say Merry Beanmas, with a greeting card to wish me all the very best for the new year. Yep. But not only that, I am recognised by Heinz as the number one fan appertaining to Heinz. And here we have the greeting card signed by the customer care team to thank me for another 30 years of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Cross and Blackwell, do they do they participate in this as well? Because it's really baked beans. It's not always Heinz, is it? Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, the genre of baked beans. I mean, there's so many brands out there. Uh, but the convenience of the actual museum is it doesn't necessarily have to be Heinz products because I get uh, a vast amount uh, of baked beans from not only UK, yeah. but in America, which I shall show you and, and um, conveniently show you in the Baked Bean Museum. Okay. But if you care to visit me in the Branson bathroom, by all means, follow the captain. Lead the way. Lead the way. <laughs> Would you like to sit on the throne? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, um, it is a baked bean theme yeah. toilet. Yes, indeed. I mean, uh, we had the pleasure of having the council obviously to revamp the kitchen, uh, sorry, the bathroom ceiling and uh, the walls with orange and I just went beanlistic then with all things relevant to Branston because I, I did work with them for a while to promote their beans and as you can see I've got a convenient inflatable large can yes I've got um, the serviette hat I got the scarf and um, by all beans I've got the mouse mat so they gave you all those they stuff. gave me all these yeah. and I made some mock-up Branston's baked beans as you can see here yeah. in, in the the bathroom I got the Branson baked bean clock yes which tells the Branson baked bean time you see and I've got all the relevance of the border with Branson baked beans and the amount of baked beans I had to utilize to get that border is nobody's business you must eat something else apart <laughs> you must freaking eat beans I do have a very damn diet I'm just <laughs> admit. Like, I, mean, I, I know I could be full of beans but uh, conveniently like uh, it's my staple diet as one is it's fantastic yeah and and let's make way to the big bean museum oh this is this is unbelievable Excuse them. So we've got inflatable baked bean chairs. Yeah, yeah. And we, what we, we, so what have we got here? Talk me through it. Right, we got half of the baked bean museum is otherwise uh, dedicated to Heinz, of course, because they have got the marketing and promotional uh, stuff. Yes. Off to a fine fat or fine art. Yes. Because if you make your way down here, how bizarre that they could put their label onto a thimble. Yes. A little small thimble like that, to that of an advertisement sign there, relevant, which says Heinz. And I went on eBay to get all the various um, artifacts, as you call them, and I could not believe what is out there in the market. Because you think big beans, you just get the mugs, but I got everything here. So you got a, is that a bouncy hopper? That is a, yes, yeah, space hopper. Space hopper. Remember them? And we got um, collection tins for um, people to collect their money there with Heinz 
And who would have made that? Um, I don't know whether they got a franchise out there with various companies, you know. And um, but I, I should imagine. Look, if you see the Prefero, we we got um, bags, bean bags. We got this is a very naughty fact. There is um, we got radio sets. Oh, marvelous! With Heinz baked beans, as you can tell, it takes um, FM Heinz. You see. <laughs> and this is really fantastic stuff. This has got the potters came from all the way from America. Mm. And uh, you actually connect it to the electric mains yes. because you can't put the clay pot, obviously on the on the heaven. No. But I got all I got coin collections. I got various other artifacts. Um, obviously, the main uh, factory is based in America. Yes. In Pittsburgh. Have you been? I love to. I love to be there and well, obviously, savor the baked beans in America. But um, these they uh, conveniently celebrated a hundred. Uh, anniversary there, yeah. and I got all these other big bean uh, fridge magnets. I got, <laughs> you got I, everything. I got, I got, even got a crocheted tin of big beans <laughs> with little crocheted uh, little really? beans in and it. Who, who made that? A woman who was so enamoured with my museum. She said, "Do you mind if I make something for you?" And I sent her a, a beanie uh, card to thank her for the relevance, knowing that her little bits and bobs are now in my convenience of a big bean museum. Fantastic. And as you can see, the central feature is, is namely a, um, it's a dedication to Heinz 50th anniversary okay. because each individual baked bean uh, can has got different relevance or different names ending with Z, you see. Oh. And these came from Selfridges. Okay. This was exhibited in Selfridges. So it was a big display that they had. It is indeed. And the big display, when it was conveniently um, been and gone, um, they gave me the 50 cans which is immortalised now in the Big Bean Museum. Fantastic. It is absolutely, you know, a tribute to Heinz and um, another funny thing, relevance to London, um, Fortnum and Masons yes. celebrated the 150th anniversary store opening. And what product did they have for the... Heinz Baked Beans. Heinz Baked Beans. Yeah. You've got it in one. And why wouldn't you? Yep. So what's your most prized possession? Right. Um, I, I must admit that I have got a special tin of baked beans, which is so old that um, it must be aged about 60. Mm. It's not very, um, it's not worth much, but the thing is, it's a prized possession because only Bieber in the 60s, when he had the um, um, the boutique in London had a, a cabinet full of Bieber baked beans. Okay. And I think I must have got the last of them because as you can see, <clears throat> it's starting to pop out. And Bieber was well known in the 60s. This can is, what, 60 years of age itself? Okay. I must admit, I've never heard of Bieber baked beans. Tell, just tell me a bit about Bieber baked beans. Well, what it was, it was a bit of a promo to emphasize the company logo of Bieber. So they thought, wouldn't it be a novelty factor of having just baked beans with a label on it? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, conveniently, I bet you just uh, buy the, an, uh, a, a garment or something. And they said, oh, you might as well have a tin of baked beans at the same time. And what was your first... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. What, 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 what did you get first? What was the first bit of memorabilia that you bought or given... I think it was, let's have a look, because it's got to be high, isn't it? There's, there's something convenient. Ah, this is a one, man. Now, I bought this because I didn't have a clue what it was. And as you know, it's um, a bed warmer. Yes. 
and there's no relevance of making it work because as you can see it's yeah. a clay feature but the relevance is the Heinz logo on the label so that's a piece of merchandise from Heinz that is and it's endorsed by the Queen oh, so I should imagine so that was the first thing you bought uh, that was the first thing I bought and then they just went beanlistic on eBay and uh, you know, I was about a complimentary jug of Heinz baked beans that one is that made by the same company same company because that's relevant with the Queen okay so it's incredible oh this is a lovely feature as well because this is in a cafe and it's a, an actual Heinz baked beans um, cooker yeah where did where did you get that from uh, that's from eBay as well, okay. predominantly eBay. Oh, we love eBay, don't we? We love it. I, I mean, when you think of it, the opening was in 2009. I mean, this is ongoing now for the best part of 11 years. And um, I got some other relevance from America because conveniently I went to this place called Boston. Yeah. And did you know the nickname of Boston is Beantown? I didn't know that. Well, there we are. And every time you go to Boston, they always say, you know beans when you come to Boston and they got all these little big bean pots all conveniently all stacked up here on the, uh, on the shelves as well did you run the Boston Marathon Is I that did indeed yes I had to go and be near done that and I got the t-shirt <laughs> And that is a tattoo on your head, is it? Oh, yes. Do you know what? I keep forgetting to tell everybody and to spill the beans that initially on my 60th birthday, I went to see a local tattooist, proposed that um, I want to do something for Charlie, totally out of a box. And they said, what is it? I want to tattoo my head with 60 baked beans. And I'm going to ask individual donators to have the initials endorsed per bean. And you can work out the maths, 60 beans times 60 baked beans is £3,600. So that's what you made for charity for doing that? For this individual person. Yeah, and uh, who would have thought, after, since 1986, I've been here in the of Beans, i got a museum, i got my hair tattooed, so who knows what's going to be here for the future. I'm talking today to a true superhero. Captain Beanie, no less, who owns and runs the Baked Bean Museum of Excellence in Port Talbot in South Wales. I asked him how many visitors does he get and for where do they come from? Um, 700 visitors be between you and me that's come and see, see me and they come all over the country. Not only that, from all over the world. Anywhere in particular? I've had um, a comedian from Australia who uh, attended the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Okay. Also from South Africa. But my claim to fame is a family who came from Hong Kong. And uh, I could not believe it that um, obviously they didn't specifically come to see me from Hong Kong. Yeah. They were staying here. And the best part of it, TripAdvisor, what can I say? Since the relevance of TripAdvisor, people can go on there and notice that currently in Port Talbot, I am number one of things to do in Port Talbot, so you can't get away with it. <laughs> Is it a short list of things to do in Port Talbot? Well, 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 Port Talbot doesn't have yeah. uh, a sexy vibe, does it? No, I, I should it, imagine it's so. It's basically a still works, a steel which, works. which is what it's with famous a, for. With a town relevant to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's got lovely views with um, the likes of Markham Park, got yeah. Markham Castle. I live on a beachfront called Abraham Beach. We got the mountains, and do you know what? I'll be honest with you. There's people who have moved from England down to Port Albert as a sort of a retirement. And um, how how many uh, people can say that they actually live 
in the council estate next to a beach. There's not many. There's not many, no. but there's only one big beam museum in the entire planet, and it's mine. Oh, do you know what? It's an absolute pleasure to come and visit it. Thank you ever so much. Um, so, Captain Beanie, um, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, and I shall recommend it to anyone I see. I shall put this podcast out. I shall send you a copy. And you will be my star, uh, st- my star interview on one of my episodes. Oh, <laughs> you say you're the most fantastic things you do, James. Thank you so much, and uh, it's been a pleasure to have met you as well on your travels. And that uh, yes. made a force go behind you, Mal. Finally, I asked Captain Beanie to wish Samuel Regan, a friend of mine from work, happy birthday. And he never disappoints. Hi there, this is Captain Beanie at the Heinz Kitchen in downtown Port Talbot. And I've been asked today to welcome a very auspicious person who's sharing a birthday today. And that person's name is you, Sammy! Congratulations! I hope you're so full of beans today, full of happiness. And I'm going to wish you a happy bean day to the tune of Stevie Wonder. Here we go. <coughs> happy bean day to you. Happy bean day. Happy bean day to you. Happy bean day, dear Sammy. Well, anyway, my love fat, you have a beansastic time. May the force go behind you. Bye-bye. Love Bye. you. Adventures in a Tuk-Tuk podcast was produced by C and P Productions and is sponsored by Waterside Calligraphy. Thank you for listening. What I was expected at all. No, but all the whole thing, just, you know, you turning up in your tuk-tuk and talking and Kieran is a character and just this. And the dog. It's amazing. And the dog, that, is, that will stay with me for a long time. <laughs>